story monster. What's a story monster? Guess who's watching now? <gasps> Guess who's listening now? <laughs> who's reading now? <laughs> who's learning now? It's the story monster. Yes, the story monster. Learning now, it's Story Monster. Story Monster is so silly. Ancient past, 31,000 years ago. Deep inside Chauvet Cave, present day southern France. Four glowing eyes watch from the shadowy recess of a cave. Each round eye blinks slowly, one after another as the little monster watches. Shadows dance across a rough wall in the flickering light of a smoldering fire. The floor is littered with bits and pieces of bone. In the corner is the skull of a bear. A muscular human presses the palm of his hand against the wall. He leaves a red mark next to dozens of other handprints. Above his mark is a freshly painted picture of a black deer. There are lots of other images in the black and red. There are paintings of horses and bears and a muskox. There are lions and rhinos and bison. In one corner is the picture of an owl. A panther is in another. Are these pictures telling the story of a great hunt? Or are they something else? The little monster watches and remembers. Ancient past, 14,800 years ago, near the western edge of Winnemucca Lake, present-day northwest Nevada. The tiny monster pulls back deeper into the scrubby bushes. It wants to watch, but is careful not to be seen. Its four eyes strain to see a pile of boulders near the edge of the lake. That is where the human is busy scratching a petroglyph into the soft limestone. Wiping her brow, the woman steps back to admire the work. It's taken her hours to carve a complex series of swirls into the rock. Near this new image are older carvings. There are lines and pits and shapes that look like diamonds. Others look like trees and flowers even the veins of a leaf. What do they mean? What stories do they tell? The little monster watches and remembers. Ancient past, more than 6,000 years ago. Within the walls of Ur in ancient Sumer near the Euphrates River. Present day southern Iraq near the Persian Gulf. The king's scribe carefully presses the stylus into a tablet of soft clay. He forms line after line of wedge-shaped impressions called pictographs. The symbols contain information from the king. When finished, the tablets will be sent to merchants in villages far from the king's great city. Hidden in the corner behind a stack of reed baskets is a little four-eyed monster. It watches closely and makes no sound. There is no storyteller speaking. There are no words to be heard. 
to understand the king's message, the creature must learn to read and understand the meaning of each new cuneiform, word sign being pressed into the clay. There is much work to be done. Hmm. Ancient past, more than 5,500 years ago. Inside a temple close to the great Egyptian city of Luxor on the Nile River. The little monster was hiding behind a stone column inside a beautiful temple. A group of priests dressed in white linen were working on a huge wall just a few feet away. With careful, precise strokes, they painted colorful images of gods and goddesses. On the wall were lines and lines of symbols called hieroglyphs. As the little monster watched, its head and body changed shape to match those images. First, it looked like a jackal with black skin and the tail of a lion. Then, it became a one-eyed falcon with a muscular man's body. It slowly melted into the shape of a powerful man with blue skin. Suddenly, it looks like Isis, a beautiful golden goddess. There were lots more stories to read on the walls of the temple. Ancient past, more than 4,000 years ago. At the bedside of a prince in the Mesopotamian city of Uruk. The young prince squirmed in his bed. Sleep would not come. Please, Mama, tell me the story of the great hero king. Young one, I've told you the tale of Gilgamesh so many times. But all right, it is a wonderful story. It begins... Gilgamesh was a great and powerful king. He was saddened by the death of Enkidu, his dearest friend. To overcome his grief, the king was determined to find the meaning of life. He set out on a great quest. The young prince's robes were piled on the floor atop a pair of sandals. Peering from the folds, the little monster looked like a small clay ball. The tale of Gilgamesh is one of my favorites. Ancient past, about 400 BC, in an olive grove just outside the city of Athens in Greece. The old teacher was just finishing a story for a group of young students. They all sat relaxed in the shade of several twisted olive trees. So remember, the once lazy grasshopper had learned from the ants. He made a plan, worked hard, and stored food during the summer. Now, like the ants, he would not go hungry when winter's cold arrived. Aesop was a great storyteller. He told this tale to my father's father more than 100 years ago. A long-eared rabbit crouched nearby in a pile of rocks. For a brief second, it seemed to change shape and shimmered in the sun. I never get tired of Aesop's fables. Ancient past, about 300 BC, a palace in southern India. Three young princes sat cross-legged on the palace floor. A small jade statue sat on a stone pedestal a few feet away. 
It had many arms and many eyes. The statue appeared to move, just a bit, but no one noticed. The boys listened closely to the words of a white-haired sage as he recounted a story from the Panchatantra. This one was about a king and a monkey. Each fable he told included humans and animals of many kinds. The tales were entertaining, but each story had a larger purpose. The teacher's stories touched on important themes. Some were about love and hatred. Others dealt with courage and cowardice, or generosity and cruelty. To become wise and able rulers, the princes must learn the messages within the stories. Ancient Past, about 1,900 years ago. A flower garden in China's Hunan province during the Han Dynasty. The little monster had observed humans and listened to their stories for tens of thousands of years. It watched them create languages and learned to preserve those stories using pictures and symbols. Humans were smart. Some painted pictures on cave walls, leather and wood. Others chiseled the symbols on rocks or pressed them into clay. In China, humans had perfected ways to use ink and dyes to record beautiful images on long sheets of cloth. Now, a fellow named Kai Lun was creating something brand new. The little monster watched from a bed of colorful flowers. The man mixed water with mulberry bark, hemp, and rags. Then, he mashed it into pulp and pressed out the liquid to form thin mats. He hung the mats to dry in the sun. Kai Lun called his creation paper. This could change everything. to read who loves to learn and loves to achieve it's the story monster yes the story monster the story monster's reading now the story monster 